Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey guys, you're on air with Ella. It's me, Ella. Today we're talking about things that you might think are healthy and they're not. And believe me, I think I've fallen for every single one of these actually. Most of them are things that were in my diet and in my life and when I found out that they were actually doing me harm, I got, for lack of a better word, I got mad. And I wanna share some of these with you just so that you know, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not the boss of you. You can use whatever you want. You can consume whatever you want. But my job is to just share the same information with you so that you can learn with me and then make your own choices. So that's what we're talking about today. But before we do that, I need to give some listener love. So I'm gonna read to you three quick reviews. I'm gonna be so fast, but I need to give these shout outs because you guys are the bomb and you deserve a shout out. So. Yogi Runs 2314 says, On Air with Ella is the highlight of my morning commute. Ella's fresh and authentic personality shines through as she reviews interesting guests. I love the variety of topics which all focus on healthy living. Thank you for creating such an inspiring podcast. Can't wait for more episodes. And Vegan007, best name ever, says, Ella, thank you, thank you, thank you. You rock. Your solo shows and guest shows are great and well-sourced. I believe that everything you share is for individuals regardless of their demographic. Well, that is true, Vegan007. That I am absolutely trying to reach as many people as humanly possible, no matter where you are, what you're doing. Anyway, she says, this is a great tool for anyone trying to be better and healthier in all aspects of life. So many great life hacks. Definitely recommend you give this podcast a chance. You don't want to miss out. Continue being awesome, Ella. And then she figured out some clever way. Oh, I guess you did that with your phone where she added a bunch of hearts, which I think is very creative. Alicia Marie number three says, wow, I've been looking for a podcast that I would like every episode of. I'm interested in health, fitness, and nutrition, but Ella and her guests remind us that it doesn't just mean diet and exercise. I love the psychological and mindset subjects, professional and relationship discussions. Best overall and far-reaching podcast. You guys are the best. I will not beat this drum every single episode, but I've got to tell you how much your reviews mean to me. And even if I don't read it on the air, I read it and I usually go back and read it again. I like to look for what you like about the show so that I can keep doing more of it. So you're welcome to include things you want to hear more of, what you actually are connecting with, like these gals did, whatever works for you. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. I'm going to jump in here to some things that we think are healthy and they're not. Again, just to give you the information for you to do whatever you want with it. And I kind of wish that somebody had told me. All right, the first thing on my list is not a food. It is something that you consume in a different way. It's mouthwash. Exciting, right? But I was really sort of aghast when I found out that mouthwash is linked in some studies 
to precancerous activity because it is killing so much of the good bacteria in your mouth. Now, nothing I say on this show is medical advice and your responsibility is to come to your own conclusions and I am not saying mouthwash causes cancer. I am saying, however, that your mouth has saliva in it, it has good bacteria in it, it has some yucky bacteria in it. You are supposed to brush and floss to get rid of the bad bacteria. You are supposed to chew your food so that your saliva which is full of enzymes, can help break that food down. It's actually the first step in the digestive process. When you use that bright blue or bright green mouthwash, you are putting a boatload of chemicals in your mouth, which sometimes include formaldehyde, thrilled to find that out, almost always include artificial coloring that you absolutely don't need, and then very strong chemicals, which of course, beyond alcohol, which is not in and of itself bad, but alcohol in your mouth repeatedly over and over and over again kills off a lot of the good stuff. It doesn't distinguish between the good and the bad. So probably you don't want 15 minutes on mouthwash, so I'm just going to call that one out to you, and I will link in the show notes to some of the ingredients that are actually in that mouthwash that we're just buying and not even thinking about. Now, please know, by the way, I would read them to you, but I literally cannot pronounce them. I can say sodium lauryl sulfate. (laughs) No, I can't. And polysorbate, but I literally cannot pronounce the other ones that are listed here. Now, there are healthier, cleaner mouthwashes that are available. They're alcohol-free, they're dye-free, and that sort of thing, and you should know that. But most experts agree that you actually do not require mouthwash. We've been told that it's a great idea to do X, Y, and Z, but it is actually not necessary or integral to oral health, and it can cause more problems than it solves. Interesting, right? I had no idea. By the way, a small little PS here, the same is true for hand sanitizer for similar reasons. Now, I won't deep dive into this, but hand sanitizer has a couple of flaws, and as I said, they're a tiny bit related. Let me tell you what they are. When you kill off all of the good and bad bacteria that is naturally occurring on your hands, then you are exposing yourself to a weakened immune system, to creating bigger and badder germs. You've probably heard this line of reasoning before. But two things you may not have known is that most antibacterial hand sanitizers and even the antibacterial soaps contain triclosan. Now triclosan is accused by a lot of parties in research for being an endocrine disruptor, a hormonal disruptor. It affects your hormones. <laughs> and in some countries, scientists are calling for the removal of triclosan from all consumer products because it is considered to be unsafe or at least questionable. By the way, if a hand sanitizer doesn't have 60% alcohol or higher, then it won't actually kill the microbes. So you are just wasting your money. So enough about hand sanitizer. I will link to an interesting article that the New York Times did that talked about how they damage your immune system and some of the things that I've touched on. So let's move on to things that you eat. I am going to pick on sports drinks for just a moment. So I'm talking the Gatorade, Powerade world, and even more up the spectrum to the cleaner side, vitamin water. 
Now, I was thrilled when vitamin water came out because I run and I bike and I was looking for a drink that could restore me. And I knew I didn't want to be putting Gatorade or Powerade into my body. So I was thrilled when vitamin water came out. Well, the more I read about it, it's just, again, it's just marketing. It's so irritating. We think that we're doing well by ourselves and in truth we're drinking 32 grams of sugar <laughs> in a bottle of vitamin water and they manipulate the serving size I think that a single bottle usually contains about two and a half servings when you read the label so everything you're seeing in the nutritional profile you can double and then some because obviously manipulating the serving size manipulates the sugar content the calories etc that are actually in, in that bottle so let's look at Powerade and Gatorade now so Powerade contains for example 34 grams of sugar Okay, and the same measure of Gatorade, I'm using 20 ounces here, contains 35 grams of sugar. So 34, 35 grams of sugar. All right, that is eight spoonfuls of sugar. <laughs> so when your kid's playing a soccer game and they're taking a break, I want you to picture shoving eight teaspoons of sugar into their mouth and sending them back on the field because I know they're working hard, but I'm not sure they're working so hard that you need to shove eight teaspoons of sugar in their mouths. <laughs> or maybe they are, but there are better options, okay? A couple of other things that I want to read to you that are included in these sports drinks that we have been told are not just good for you when you're exercising, but essential if you're really serious about exercising. Do you know what I mean? Like the commercials are brilliant. I actually love the commercials for Gatorade. They're pretty sexy and they make you like want to go work out. They do a really brilliant job. And the implication is if you're a serious athlete or you want to be, you need to be, you know, you need to have a bottle of Gatorade or Powerade near you at all times, right? Let me share some of the ingredients that are in that magic bottle. You have water, you have brominated vegetable oil. That is one of the primary ingredients in a serving of these sports drinks. You have sucralose, if it's sugar-free. It, you either have sugar, okay, just straight up sugar, or sucralose in the sugar-free varieties. Sucralose is sold as Splenda. It is an artificial sweetener. It's quite controversial. A lot of people say it's really terrible for your health, and a lot of people say that those claims are exaggerated. I like to err on the natural sweetener side. I am not into artificial sweeteners, and I'm not interested in Splenda. Thank you very much. If it doesn't have sucralose in it, then it has high fructose corn syrup in it. You knew that was coming, right? And it has a lot, as we've already talked about. Then it's got some other things in it, natural and artificial flavors, which are, guess what? They're artificial flavors. And then artificial colors are also listed in the ingredients. And Gatorade says that those are present to help consumers differentiate the different flavors. The least amount of dye is used to achieve the desired color. They're quite controversial, and I would just encourage you to do your own digging if this is something that's of interest to you. Okay, so there are many natural and healthy and easy, easy ways to get your electrolytes in when you're exercising and drinks that you can make up yourself. And the other thing I would encourage you to do is to revisit water. You can actually add Himalayan sea salt to water and you will bump up the mineral content and thereby provide yourself with some electrolytes and there are some other hacks that you can do but just consider before you go buy this or again give it to your kids while they're playing t-ball because you know they're sweaty <laughs> and therefore they need Gatorade or Powerade just 
just think about what you're actually trying to accomplish and whether you need that to accomplish it or not. And then at the end of the day, like I said, you can decide for yourself. Just a couple more. One I wanna point out to you is protein bars. And let me tell you, this is a big issue for me. I don't know what my problem is, but if you take a food and you cut it into bar size and you wrap it in a package and you tell me it's good for me, I want to buy it. Does anyone else have this problem? Protein bars, for some reason, are my kryptonite and it's the dumbest thing in the world. If I actually read, if I took those ingredients and I put them on like a box of crackers, I would never eat what was in that box. But you cut it up in a little bar size and you wrap it up in an, in an individual package and I'm sold. Like I just love protein bars. Well, most of them are complete garbage and the markets have figured out that we love our protein bars. So they will call pretty much anything and everything, a protein bar, and they end up having more calories and more junk in them than a Snickers bar. And you know I'm not a calorie counter, but don't you want to know that a Snickers bar has 250 calories and that massive protein bar that you just bought at GNC has 350 calories and more chemicals in it than the Snickers bar does? Just as a relative comparison, that's interesting information. So what you wanna read on a protein bar is you wanna read its sugar content. It should have more protein than sugar. And if it is man-made protein and the bar is like the size of your forearm, that's not what I'm talking about. Some of the cleaner options, and they're, they're not, they're again like not natural food, okay? This is still very processed food, but protein bars obviously serve a purpose and they can be very handy when you're traveling and so on and so forth. So let me give you some cleaner options. Quest bars are a mixed bag, but Quest protein bars can be quite delicious. And if you heat them for like less than 10 seconds, they're magically delicious, just so you know. But I have a beef with Quest, and my beef with Quest is they have two product lines, and they're not super, super clear about it. They all look the same with one minor point. One of the sort of set of protein bars made by Quest is sweetened with sucralose, which again is Splenda, marketed as Splenda, but it's listed as sucralose on the packaging. And I don't like it. We can debate the merits of artificial sweeteners some other time. And actually, I'll bring someone on to talk about that because I want to have that conversation. But they are associated with a number of problems from gut to neurological. And I don't like it. And I don't want it. And I didn't know because I wasn't paying that much attention because their other line of maybe five flavors doesn't have that. And they're sweetened with stevia, which is a plant-based natural sweetener that is considered a pretty decent alternative. It's not perfect, but it's a pretty decent alternative to high fructose corn syrup for sure, but also it's a pretty decent replacement for sugar like in your coffee or whatever. So stevia, I'd much rather be consuming than sucralose. And I got a little salty about the fact that Quest made it not so evident that that was the case. So just read the package. The front of it will say no artificial sweeteners if it is one of the few flavors that is sweetened with stevia, yay, instead of sucralose, boo, okay? Another line of bars that I don't eat because I'm not a huge meat fan, but I support because I like what they're doing and most people do eat meat and so it's useful, is the Epic Bars. Now they're, they're more like jerky because they're made with meat. 
Okay, other snacks would include jerkies. Make sure you're looking for the kind that doesn't have a bunch of sugar and other junk added to it. And then kind bars, those nut bars, there are a couple of their flavors that are pretty low in sugar. I, I don't know if I would recommend them, but again, as a relative measure, a kind bar is not a bad idea. And if you want more snack ideas, you can go listen to the travel podcast or get on my mailing list and just get the PDF of the travel podcast so that you can see a bunch of different on-the-go snacks that I recommend. The problem that I have with the protein bars carries over into many other product lines. I'm going to name some of them for you. Frozen yogurt, fat-free salad dressings, low-fat yogurt, low-fat ice creams. All of those products and many, many, many more, those are just complete sugar bombs. When you take the fat out of something and then you commercially package it and then put low fat on the label so people think it's healthy, in almost every case, they've just replaced the real food or the real fats with sugar or high fructose corn syrup. So you are not doing yourself a favor when you go with low fat frozen yogurt fat-free salad dressings, low-fat yogurt, and low-fat ice cream. For the love, just eat the real food, okay? Go get the whole fat or 2% Greek yogurt that doesn't have the fruit on the bottom and spruce it up with your own fruit and kill the chemicals and eat real food. And if you're going to eat ice cream, by all means, eat ice cream that is made with three ingredients, all of which you can pronounce, okay? All right, speech over. Last one of things you think are better for you, and they're actually terrible for you. And this one I get a little rankled about because honestly, it's so pervasive. It's everywhere and people don't know. And that is vegetable oil, soybean oil, canola oil, and then your artificial butters like margarine and your vegan butter replacements and all of that sort of thing, okay? This is so prolific in our processed foods and basically in everything in your grocery store, okay, that's on an aisle. So if it's not in the perimeter of the grocery store, meaning meat and produce and seafood, etc., it is in everything in between on a shelf is going to have some version of canola oil, vegetable oil, you know, all of these fake fats. And I'm oversimplifying, but I'm not far off. They are doing more harm to our population then I can possibly communicate to you with the limits of this podcast. <laughs> I am really passionate about this because you hear things like vegetable oil and you think, what could be wrong? It sounds so nice and natural. It's made of vegetables. Well, no. So let me walk you through this briefly and share with you why this matters, okay? Because the solution, I'll go ahead and tell you, is to eat real fats, Fats that your body knows what to do with. So we'll get to the answer. But let me tell you this. Canola oil is actually rapeseed oil. And that's what they call it in many countries. But in the U.S. they call it canola oil. And about 90% of canola oil is genetically modified. Same with soybean oil and vegetable oil. And to create canola oil, you have to take the oil that's been heat extracted from rape seeds, okay? Then you have to refine it and then bleach it and then deodorize it. And I'm skipping a lot of other steps, all right? And you, it's processed under extremely high heat, which causes it to go rancid, which then creates the need for industrial bleaches and deodorizers like hexane to clean it back up. I'm going to link 
to several articles for your reference if you actually want the facts behind what I'm sharing with you. Okay, let's look at vegetable oil. So vegetable oil, like I said, it sounds all natural, but really 99% of vegetable oil is just soybean oil. You can even on many of them, you can just flip it around and read the ingredients and the ingredient is one ingredient and it says soybean oil. And I'll include in here butter substitutes like Smart Balance and Earth Balance and the things that look like they're healthier options and got really, really popular when we were told that butter will kill us. Those are mostly a mix of canola oil and soybean oil, okay? So all of these things are related and all of them are extremely processed and treated with chemical deodorizers and solvents. So why do we care? Well, I won't deep dive now into the effects that these have on your body. I will tell you very, very simply that this is a load of chemicals into our food supply that just didn't exist decades ago. It is showing up in the population, manifesting itself in the forms of obesity, diabetes, heart conditions, inflammation, which leads to cancer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So these artificial fats or these highly processed manufactured fats are one of the leading ingredients that make a processed food processed and not great for you. And most of them are intended to increase shelf life. They're not, not any of these, not any of the things I just shared with you are on the market to make you healthier. The food companies are not paid by how many healthy bodies they create. They are paid by how many units they sell. And these units last on a shelf a lot longer and cost them a lot less to produce when they are made with canola oil and vegetable oil and soybean oil and never ever spoil and are much less expensive than olive oil or coconut oil would be. So what would you do instead? Go back to butter, okay? Margarine was invented to replace butter and its primary ingredient is vegetable oil along with emulsifiers, colorants, and various artificial ingredients. And you will notice that if you set out butter and margarine outside, ants will swarm to the butter and they will run far, far away from the margarine. There's a reason, okay? If it's not good enough for an ant, it is not good enough for you. All right. Butter from grass-fed cows is so much more nutritious for your body. It contains vitamin K. It contains butyrate, which is a short-chain fatty acid, which is really good for the good bacteria in your intestine. It can actually fight inflammation, improve digestive health, and may help prevent weight gain, according to some studies. So butter actually can help you not just be a delicious whole food replacement. By the way, I know that grass-fed cows. That's like a thing people say now and it sounds so swishy, but all that is is Kerrygold butter. I see it everywhere. It's Kerrygold butter and I know it's not available in Canada right now and it's not necessarily available on your corner store, but I just want to point out this is not some fancy niche product that you have to order from some boutique online. It's just Kerrygold butter and they happen to care about how they source their butter and hopefully as this market has exploded recently as we've become more and more aware, other options will be available to us as well. Okay, that's it for now. As I always do with my solo shows, I will put each of these tips into a PDF that you can download and print out or share with somebody else and say, hey, I'm not sure if you knew this. And I will send that to everyone on my mailing list. So if you want that, you just get on my mailing list by going to the website. Go to onairwithella.com to see the show notes for this episode and you can learn more.
but truth. I want to know if you like this type of thing because I don't want to do shows where I'm just sounding soapboxy and you're not into it. So I need your feedback. If you don't like this sort of topic or if it's not gelling with you, then shoot me an email. Go to onairwithella.com and there's a place for you to email me and just tell me what you want to hear. I'm I am here for you and I want to provide information that you want. So if this doesn't jive with you, let me know. If you like it, you want more, or you have more specific questions, then let me know, okay? Whatever you want, I'm here for you. Take care. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.